Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff. If you're a Christian entrepreneur like me, you know how important it is to build our businesses on the foundation of God's word. That's why I wrote my new devotional, Navigating Entrepreneurship Through the Lens of Scripture, a 30-day journey for Christian entrepreneurs. And I wanted to let you know that it's now available on Amazon. And you can also check it out at navigatingbiblicalentrepreneurship.com forward slash devotional. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Business God's Way. Thank you so much for taking time to to listen in every week. I really appreciate uh, I, I appreciate that because I know there are a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to and a lot of other things you can be doing. So it really does mean a lot that you take time to, to tune in. And I'm really excited about uh, today's episode for a couple of reasons. It, it's been a while since... I've actually done an interview style episode, and so I'm excited to kind of get back into doing these types of of episodes because I want to make sure that I'm bringing in other people to get their perspective on on what it means to to be a kingdompreneur and and to build a business and and do it God's way. And so I'm really excited that my first interview uh, since. A while. I can't even remember the last time I did it, but I'm happy to have Chris with us today. Chris is a friend. He is part of my uh, group coaching program, and he and I have become really good friends. And I'm just really excited to see what God's doing in Chris's life. And he's here to kind of talk a little, a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about something that comes right out of a framework that that Chris put together that I'm really excited uh, to talk about. And so without further ado, Chris, welcome to the show. So happy that you're able to to join us today. And I know we were kind of teasing right before we, we hit record about wishing this was a radio show because... Um, <laughs> You have a voice that probably fits better for radio. Um, I have a voice that fits, I don't know for what, but here we are. Um, so Chris, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and, and kind of what you do? Well, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, it was, I think it was not the voice was for radio. I think it was more the face was more for radio for me, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a um, uh, recovering uh, physical therapist and healthcare professional, and and now working in in the insurance uh, business. But uh, also very passionate about uh, connecting um, Christian entrepreneurs with with other Christian entrepreneurs, and uh, you know, and, and very similar uh, to the way you are as well, and and. Um, so yeah, I just um, want to make sure that you know we're we're uh, you know I'm, I'm living the life uh, that is consistent with my convictions and and whether that's you know in my family at at work at church and just in the community uh, just kind of being the same person in all those places. Um, yeah. So that yeah, happy to be with you today. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I know you also run a, a, a Christian roundtable here in town. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and your vision for that and how how God put that on your heart to to start that roundtable? I had the privilege of attending your one year anniversary last week or the week before, so that was that yeah. was really awesome to see that that you guys celebrated. Um, a year. So why don't you walk us through a little bit about um, the round table? Yeah, that, that's, um, that's been a great blessing. It's just kind of um, started as a, as kind of a groundswell. We uh, just had some people um, come together and wanted to do something a little bit different than the traditional networking and um, just get together uh, based on uh, our, our faith and just a, uh, an interest in supporting one another, helping to connect again, connect one another to other, to other businesses and to, to uh, consumers, customers, clients who, who are seeking that kind of, uh, of business and the kind of people that you can you know, really truly trust uh, and, and, and rely on. And, and so we just began meeting together, um, um, you know, and that's become a, a once a month thing and it's been going on for the last year and it's grown from about eight people to, um, we've got, you know, 30 some people on the email list and, and, uh, you know, usually have, uh, you know, 12 to 16 people show up at any one, at any one time, but, just more and more interest. I think in the last three months, we averaged uh, about three new people uh, every time. And so, um, you know, that, that group, as we have worked on, you know, what, what do we want to, who do we want to be and, and what do we want to talk about and how, how does this group bring value to each um, member uh, of, of that round table? Um, we kind of began working on, you know, what, what are, what do you, what are the needs? Uh, what are the interests? Um, you know, what do you need in your business, uh, to, to help? What do you, um, you know, how, how can we just, uh, help you with your, both your mindset and maybe some, some tools some business tools as well. And so, um, that's kind of what came, uh, you know, the, the results of those questions, I think this kind of the result came out uh, with this um, framework that you were talking about. Yeah. So it, awesome. it just kind of always comes back. Yeah. It always comes back to, um, to that purpose. And I think what we've kind of come to find out is that it's really important before we start jumping into what's my purpose and why I'm, you know, why on earth did, Am I created to, to, to be here? Um, we really need to spend time with the creator yeah. and, and have that um, regular, consistent rhythm uh, and cadence of, of drawing near to God and, and, and allowing him to speak into our lives. And, and also, um, you know, our, those, those brothers and sisters in Christ uh, around that round table. Uh, and, and, and around our lives to also help kind of affirm and confirm some of those things that, you know, we're, we're wrestling with and we're, 
talking with God about, praying with God about, uh, you know, seeking direction, um, and and then not just direction, but also, you know, the kind of some of the strategies and tactics that that go along with that. So, yeah. so that framework, as you were saying, it starts with the idea of, you know, I want to deliver um, service or goods uh, that have a great brand uh, and, and that, um, you know, people are going to prefer because they trust uh, the goods and services that, that we provide. And they, they provide something of value and it's an, a, a, a very a very great exchange of value, uh, their, their dollars for those goods and services. Yeah. But it goes back to that. No, just really quick, a couple of things I want to highlight here. Uh, Then I do want to dive deeper into the framework, but I, I love how, I love how you said that you just listened to what the members of the round table needed, what they, you know, what they wanted. And I think that's so important as as leaders, as coaches, as people who are just uh, that have people that that we're trying to serve. Because I think a lot of times we provide things and then they don't work out, and we kind of wonder, oh, why didn't that work out? Well, it's because that's not what they were telling us that they that they needed, and so we we yeah. didn't we were just weren't listening. And I love just being there last week and watching your interaction with your group and just saying, Hey, I've, I've heard what you've, what you've said so far. And, but I want to hear some more. And and you've gave them some opportunities to share kind of what the group looks like in the next year. And and I just thought that was really, really good. And just as a leader, um, I think we need to, to listen more and become better listeners i really love that that you did that um i'm also curious uh, then we'll get into the framework but i know you kind of have your finger on the pulse of the marketplace right now and i know you and i have talked about this but i'm i'm curious do you see god moving in the in the marketplace do you see god is doing something in the marketplace and if so what is that and why is it so important that we become a part of that movement? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, and it's, it kind of is that, you know, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, it's, it it begins to, as you, as you begin to kind of, um, come up with an, uh, an, an awareness, begin to be curious. I, I think that's kind of where it started, just a curiosity um, and, and this asking questions. And, and, and it just became so obvious seeing and hearing what's going on, that God is doing something in, in the marketplace. Generally, uh, I, I think because I, you know, I've got friends in different parts of the country who are describing some of the same things. And these are, you know, very different parts of the country uh, in the South and then the West, you know, and, and then here in, in, in Ohio, uh, in the Columbus area in particular, where you and I reside, that is, um, there's just, I just learned of, uh, of another organization yesterday talking to 
uh, talking to someone, again, asking questions and getting curious. Um, some organizations that are you know, faith-based and, and, and committed to uh, helping people grow in their, in their walk and their, in their personal relationship uh, with God, but also supporting others and finding others and connecting with others. Um, I think there's just a real uh, observable, palpable uh, desire uh, for people to, to, to connect and, and share that journey uh, with, with others who are, um, you know, for support, but also for accountability. I mean, the conversations that we're having uh, with, with people are, you know, hey, I, I, this is the kind of life I want to lead. This is kind of the business that I want to have. Um, you know, let's walk together through this. And, here, you know, here's some, here's some challenges. Um, you know, ask me about this next month and, and make sure that I'm uh, following through on my plans. Th th these are just fantastic things that are happening. Yeah, that's, I like to, I like that. And I, I see it too. And, and I really think the pandemic put us all on islands. And now post pandemic, I think there's this hunger to, there's this hunger for community. I mean, people yeah. are starving for it. And so it, it doesn't surprise me that, that God in his sovereignty is like, okay, now that these people, my people are able to come together, um, let's see what we can do to, to really make an impact and to build community and bring people back together and, and just do amazing things for, for the kingdom. And it is interesting to see uh, all the new ministries that are, that are popping up and all the new faith-based business organizations that, that are popping up. And I think we're in store yeah. for some pretty neat things that God has planned and, and it's decision time, yeah. right? It's just, it's decision time. We can decide, are we going to be a part of what God's doing mm -hmm. or are we going to sit on the sidelines and, and watch what God's doing? And, and my prayer for myself is that I am able to roll up my sleeves and, and get right in there um, on the playing field and, and be part of what God God is doing. Yeah, I like the, I like the way you put that. I think that's you put that perfectly. Um, you know, kind of juxtaposing the the isolation uh, of the pandemic, and and now, hey, I'm more interested in doing what God's all getting involved in what God's already doing than just my thing. And, and so, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a humility, uh, an openness, an eagerness to connect. And, you know, like you said, in some uh, sovereignty of God uh, working there, you kind of sometimes don't know what you what you got until it's gone. Yeah. And, I, and I think that, you know, that that pandemic made people really think, yeah, I, I, I don't want to do this alone. I, it, yeah. You can't do this alone. Um, you can't do it in isolation. Um, and, and that's just, that's what the body is all about. Right. I mean, I think yeah. that, that, um, uh, that desire, you know, God put in us to, 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 to find people that, uh, to help us find our place in the context of the body as a whole. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So true. So I want to, I want to dive into 
this framework that you've developed. And and the way I want to mm-hmm. do this is why don't you kind of give us a high level of the framework and then I want to kind of circle back around and and get very practical on the first part of your framework, which which I believe, if I remember correctly, it's, it's called uh, presence. So mm-hmm. why don't you give us kind of your framework steps as a high level, and then I want to come back and ask some specific questions about uh, the presence one. Okay. So, I, you know, kind of was a reverse engineering um, process, you know, kind of, again, going with that, that brand or logos, you know, what, how, how do you, how do you create a brand, a logo that is trusted and that represents who you really are uh, as a person, as a company. And, and, and also, like I said, uh, is, is a great exchange value for value uh, and, you know, makes an impact on the marketplace in with, with, the, the, you know, the individuals, the families that are your employees, the families that are your customers, the community that you're in, the economies that, that's, that then make up uh, those communities. So how do you make an impact like that? So it does kind of come back to, you know, you got to have some tactics. So we'll start at, at logos or brand. And then, you know, before you get to that, you, you got to be, you know, executing on really good, some good tactics. Uh, it's got to be intentional. Um, how do you get to good tactics? It takes some strategic planning. Uh, it, again, has to be purposeful, intentional. And then, you know, the, the old adage, which I think is, has now maybe been proven uh, to be as uh, scientific as, as anything um, in business uh, that you that you can maybe prove is that culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? And so, mm. um, the the best strategy will not overcome a terrible culture, uh, and a really good culture um, almost cannot help but implement strategies effectively. Uh, because if they're if they're not good, they'll find a way to make them good and, yeah. and get better. And so that next uh, level down is is building that culture intentionally and purposefully. Uh, and then the next level down is that is that purpose, finding that purpose, helping and helping others, your employees in particular, uh, or your customers, depending on the you know your business, find that purpose for themselves uh, and bring that purpose. Uh, to to the marketplace, that kind of that interconnectedness that we all have, uh, that um, uh, in in serving one another in the marketplace. Where else does that happen? It happens in the marketplace. Mm. And then before you get to that, before you can you know really know that purpose, big K, know that purpose. Um, that's where presence comes in. That's where time with um, with with uh, with God comes in and, and you mm. know, seeking that um, counsel, seeking that time, uh, and 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 being again intentional, purposeful, um, and and focus not just on me on you know on on ourselves, but you know how do we serve? You know how do we get involved in what God's already doing? 
And I think that's yeah. the, you know, one of the other shortcomings in most of, you know, these, you know, so many tools out there on finding purpose, but uh, it's not done in the context of service. It's not done in the context of, um, you know, your place in the body of Christ in the context of what God is doing through mm-hmm. his, his people uh, in, in the world. I think that's, you want to find your purpose. You cannot find it on, on your own. It has to be in the context of people, <laughs> that yeah. interconnectedness uh, that we just have as a body. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, so really what you're saying is their, their foundation really flows out of that intimate relationship with the Lord and being in his presence and seeking his face and seeking his wisdom and in guidance, because if we put the cart before the horse, so to speak, then that's not really a, a solid foundation to build on because then we're just doing things on our own strength, our own wisdom, our own might, our own power, instead of doing it out of a sense of, of being led by by the spirit. And that's why I really love love this concept. And it's just it's interesting because until you and I started talking about this and, and you started sharing your framework, it was like, Jeff, like Chris has put a lot more thought into this piece than I have, <laughs> you know, like, like I, I teach it and I, and I know, it and I, and I believe it, but I just love that you've included it as such an integral part of, of your coaching and how you lead people. And so thank you for, for being allowed to be used of God to kind of reveal how I could even be better at, at sharing the presence, even though I know it and and I do strive to be somebody who who wants to be in God's presence, but it was just a good reminder that like everything flows from the time that we spend with the Lord. And and if we're not making that a daily habit of of wanting to be in his presence, then nothing works, right? I mean life doesn't work. Business doesn't work. Anything we try to touch doesn't work. Right. And so this idea of, of presence is just so, so cool. And and I know that you have even this illustration of how the tabernacle can be kind of a, a picture for how we do that. So why don't you, and I find this really cool and, and fascinating. So why don't you kind of walk us kind of briefly through like practically, how can we take the tabernacle and bring that into practical daily time that we have with with the Lord when it comes to this whole idea of, of presence and then everything kind of flowing out of presence. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, the 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 wilderness tabernacle, you know, God um, instructed Israel to, to construct that uh, and you know, in Exodus 25 talks about, you know, so that I can be near you and dwell with you. Right. And then in, mm-hmm. in, even in the new Testament, so this isn't just an old Testament thing, right. And the tabernacle becomes the temple. Um, you know, the temple becomes a, 
you know, also kind of an object lesson for the church in the New Testament in Ephesians, where he talks about, you know, we're, we're kind of the building blocks of the temple. We are that as the body of Christ. And so, you know, I kind of going back to that wilderness and maybe it's the, you know, the hiker in me that likes the idea of the wilderness. Uh, maybe it's just where I am in, in, in my own, uh, you know, life and career. Um, you know, I don't know. It just seems like that, you know, we're, we're walking in a wilderness right now <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in, in, in our culture and, and, you know, that sort of thing. Lot, lots of, um, uh, lots of risks and, and uh, things to uh, make sure that we're aware of, but, you know, that, that tabernacle, I just think is a, a, just a way that God can give us something maybe a little bit more tangible to visualize, kind of use our spiritual eyes to help remind us and, and give us a little more um, form and substance to, um, you know, to our, to our faith and, and, and to, you know, kind of our, our, our daily habits. I think God does that on, on purpose. Um, whether he's describing things, you know, poetically in, in Psalms and Proverbs or, you know, that some of, some of the throne scenes that he describes in Daniel, Ezekiel and Revelation 4, just to help our mind's eye see things. You know, even in, in Ephesians, it talks about, you know, may, may, may the eyes of your heart be able to see, um, you know, what, what Christ has done for you. So, you know, it, I think those visuals are, are helpful for us so that the just the, the construction of the tabernacle, you know, obviously, you know, starts with a gate that you have to walk through. That gate uh, was always supposed to be facing the east. So it got the first sunlight of the day uh, coming in there. And as you walk into the outer court, you 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 start with the, the brazen altar, which is where they brought their sacrifices. So they're confessing their sins and placing their hand on that animal and, and, and transferring those sins onto that animal before the animal uh, is, is killed. And it's messy, right? It's, it's bloody, it's smelly, it's dirty. And, and I think that again, is to help us, you know, get a picture of what sin does Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what the cost is, the cost is the life of, uh, of that animal. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, obviously, the, you know, to make those, that comparison to, uh, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us as well. Yeah. And then walking to the next, um, to the next thing in the outer court is that, is the, um, is the, uh, the, the laver, the water for cleansing. So after you get through the dirtiness of that sacrifice, you, you go get clean um, at, at the, uh, at the laver. And that's kind of the, what the outer court is. And, um, you know, I, 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 you and I had talked a little bit about this. I, you know, I think at least in my own prayer life, I kind of got stuck in that outer court a lot. Um, You know, I come in and I confess my sins Come in praising. That's kind of, I did kind of forget that a little bit, but, you know, come in praising. Um, Psalm 100 talks about, you know, enter the, enter his gates in praise. Yeah. So you come in praising. I, you know, I give my sacrifice. I make my confession. Uh, 
And then I, you know, not that I take a shower after every time I confess, but you know, this, this the ceremonial cleansing um, that you get from those, that confession. And then I'm, you know, then I'm out the gate yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and I just kind of get stuck in that, in that circular, uh, you know, praise, confess, clean, and then I'm back out uh, doing the same dumb things, uh, not taking new ground. Yeah. So that yeah. I guess that the 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 tabernacle then in, in that model kind of helped me see okay, there's 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 something more uh, happening there. You know why why would God you know put more there for us? For, you know, and, and we are we are priests we are we are ambassadors and and priests uh that you know god talks about so the, what what did the priests do in this tabernacle well the next thing they would do is they would go into um, the holy place and in that um that room um they would offer um incense uh, sacrifice to to god uh, there's the, the 12 loaves of bread, show bread there on the table uh, that they would that they would consume. And it's interesting that that was for the priests and not for God, you know, and the mm. other cultures, um, you know, many of the other cultures who would do something similar, creating a space for their God, they would bring things for, you know, their God to eat. Like they provided sustenance to their God. And that's right. not the way it is. It's just the opposite for us, right? Yeah. Yep. God provides sustenance. Uh, we don't provide anything for him. Um, and then also in there is the lampstand, uh, the seven uh, lights on the menorah. Yep. And, um, um, you know, there's lot, lots of research and, and opinions and scholarly um you know, papers written on what all those things mean. And yeah, I, I don't know that it matters. You know, I don't want to bore everybody with that, those, those kind of things, but, but, but essentially it, it's creating uh, a, a scene. It's very similar to a throne room scene. You are nearing the presence of God. Um, you know, does the seven lights on the menorah stand for the seven spirits of God? Maybe. Um, that's not a bad, not a, not a bad, uh, idea. Um, does it stand for, I mean, think of the things that happened to the Israelites in the context of the Exodus, you know, the pillar of fire, um, or even beforehand when, you know, God uh, showed himself to Moses through the burning bush, uh, before the, the 10 commandments were given, uh, on, uh, on the mountain, he, he came down in, in, in fire and can, you know, and smoke. Um, so there's lots of reasons why there's, you know, these symbols in that space, but it yes. seems to me that it, we're, we're entering into a throne room space that is sacred. Uh, mm. and that's how we approach God should approach God. I think, yeah. um, with reverence, with awe, with yeah. awareness of who he is and who we are in, in, in comparison. Yeah, that's good. And, then obviously that that next the next room uh, is the is the holy of holies. So um, you know the story of Jesus when at his death that curtain mm. uh, tore and that space opened 
and then we have access to that. But it was interesting that when when um, uh, when God told Moses to to construct the tabernacle, he he said, you know, um, above uh, above the covering and between the cherubim, that's where I will speak to you. Mm. And so that, you know, that's where I want to be yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to be there. And as a priest, as priests, um, of kingdom priests, as we all are, you know, I, I don't have some kind of, you know, um, grand illusion that I'm a Moses <laughs> um, yeah. and, or somebody special. Um, hmm. we, we all are those, those priests and have now access to, to that, um, uh, to, to, to God to, and, and, yeah. and to be able to speak with him and hear him. And remember, you know, he told God or he told Moses where I will speak to you. Mm, that's good. And this was the other thing I, I, I would always come with all my stuff. Here's my, <laughs> here's my stuff. Here's my wants. I want this. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you help me with that? Uh, and I did very little listening. Mm. Yeah, that's so I that think was, we can uh, all learn. Yeah, yeah we can uh, all was, learn from that. That's yeah. <laughs> hmm. And so that you know that was a daily rhythm, a daily cadence uh, for for Israel, and um, you know that's that's kind of the you know the tabernacle was kind of that that visual and that daily cadence where I, you know, I could start to get in a rhythm of um, time mm. in God's presence, drawing near, not that it was some other place somewhere else, you know, the, God has given his spirit to mm. us. That's dwells within us. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing, right? I mean, yeah. Paul even refers to himself as a tent. Yeah. Right. This, this tent, this, uh, that, that walks around. So that's what we are. We are a walking tabernacle mm. with God's presence within us. That is not someplace that we have to go and seek and find and travel to. Hmm. We carry that around with us wherever we go, just yeah, as that's... God instructed the Israelites to do. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, thank, thanks for walking us through the tabernacle. I think it's a good reminder for all of us to just to know that there was a purpose behind it and everything yeah. that God set up in in the tabernacle was a means to to remember God and and, and even to give his people a place to to come and meet him. And I love how you, you finished with, for them, they had to go to a place to meet God. And then I love how you closed yeah. that with saying, now we are all walking tabernacles with with the presence of God now alive and, and living within us. And, and he says the same thing to us that he said to Moses is, this is the place where I want to talk and, and, you know, I want you to listen to me, and, and so I love. I, just, I love that you you bring this into even the the business context, and just what a good reminder. And, and 
really a, a challenge for us to to really think through how do we start our days and if if i can be really transparent and, and confess this morning was not a, a good morning for me in, in terms of making <laughs> him my first place that i i spent my time this morning and and we want to be careful too that that this doesn't become become legalism but at the same time right it, it should also be a, a thing where i i want to get up and be the first thing that i do is to spend time in his in his presence before the day kind of starts to unfold be, before us because it's going to unfold right um yeah and so so this is such a a good reminder for us and so in closing couple th well and i want to ask you if you're willing to share what are some practical things that that you do um based off the tabernacle ideology and, and based off of just your practical ways that you spend time with the lord why don't you could you share with us maybe two things that that you've made a habit um as part of your morning ritual um, or time with the Lord every day, what are those things that have meaning for you that you just, you, you, you get up and say, I don't have a legitimate quiet time with the Lord unless I've done these, these things. Yeah. Yeah. You make a great point. And, and, and also, you know, you make the point is this, it's not a recipe, you know, it's not a, it's not so supposed to be legalistic. Uh, and if you can't do it in the morning, do it in the afternoon. If you can't do it in the afternoon, do it in the evening. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing special about the morning. Just for me though, it, it's easier because, uh, you know, I am a morning person, so I can, you know, I get up in the, you know, early and the, so maybe one of those things is, the first thing I do is I have, I have a couple of songs that I'll play on my, on my phone uh, that kind of set that tone and set that praise and, and, and adoration and uh, just kind of, just kind of get my attitude uh, right. <laughs> just get my head right and my heart right um, uh, before I, before I enter in, you know, to that, to that process and when I enter into confessing and, and, and praying and just then, then, then it's just the, the listening, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's probably, it's hard because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I always have stuff on my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. but there's, I, I, that's one of the other things that is, you know, maybe most challenging to me is just to keep my mouth shut and listen. <laughs> um, and, you know, and let God kind of tell me what he wants to tell me. Some of the thoughts that come to my mind, I don't, I don't claim to hear a voice or anything like that. I just have thoughts that come to my mind as, as, as I'm spending time with them and I'll write them down um, and just kind of meditate on them. Um, you know, afterwards, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll share them with my wife or with friends and, you know, just kind of talk about, what, what could that, what could that be about? You know, what, yeah. what, what's going on in your life that, you know, maybe there's something, you know, going on there, uh, that there's a connection and interconnectedness about, um, you know, the things that, that I'm struggling. It, you know, it happens all the time, Jeff, right. You know, you and I talk 
and, and, you know, we've got some of the same things on our hearts and minds. Um, that's not a, that's not a coincidence. You know, God's, God's doing something. He's moving in, in, in and among his people. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Listen, that, that seems to be the theme of, of this episode is, is listen, listen. Yeah. No, that's cool. All right. Well, one last closing, closing question for you is this. And well, I'll just, I'll just ask it. What does doing business God's way mean to you? Yeah, it's, it's that, that consistency in my conviction, character, behavior, you know, that I'm not going to do something uh, in business that I, you know, I wouldn't, um, you know, that I wouldn't do in, you know, my, my family or my church or my community. Um, you know, I want to, I want to behave and act and speak in a way that's consistent with my conviction. And sometimes that gets in the way of revenue, <laughs> um, but, but it never gets in the way of, of business. Uh, mm. And 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 again, that exchange of of value for value, yeah. um, and that it's not different from, you know, my my faith walk. It's just a part of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not. You know, you hear people say, "Yeah, it's it's nothing personal. It's just business." Hmm. I don't believe that. It, it's all personal. It yeah. it it's all the same, and. and um, you know, that's at least what I strive, uh, how I, how I strive to behave and, and, and to act. And, uh, you know, that's why I have friends like you to help keep me accountable and make sure I'm, uh, I'm, I'm staying on, I'm staying on track. Well, that's awesome. Well, Chris, this has been, this has been great. And thank you so much for taking time to, to hang out with us today. If people want to find out more about you, what's the best way for them to connect? And I'll be sure to, to include that in the show notes, but how can people reach out to you? Yeah, I appreciate it. Probably the easiest way is LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, my the way you spell my last name, there aren't very many Orecchios out there. Uh, so, you know, Chris Orecchio, um, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, you're gonna you're gonna find me. I, I'm I'm the guy with kind of the shiny head, um, and and the face, you know, really um, um, designed more for radio. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, I'll I'll put that contact info in in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for the time you've spent with us today i know it, yeah, it thanks was... for inviting me and yeah and and all you've been is part of my journey too i appreciate you and um you you kind of help help me clarify some of those some of those things that we're that you know that we've been talking about today and and so uh you know i i appreciate your friendship and and your mentoring and and just walking alongside me as well mm, i appreciate that and have a great Thanksgiving, my friend. I know this episode yeah, will probably come out after Thanksgiving, but still, it's it's a couple of days before 
uh, Thanksgiving when we're recording this. So I wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. And um, I look forward to seeing where God takes this friendship and moving forward. And I know God has big, big plans and excited to be on this journey with you as well. So thank you so much, Chris, and hope you have a great rest of the Thanks, day. Jeff. Yeah, peace, brother. Appreciate you. And that does it for today's show. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Hey, if you haven't done so already, I want to invite you to leave a review for this podcast because that's how we get the news out and this podcast into the hands of other kingdompreneurs just like yourself. If you have any questions or feedback on any of these episodes, I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me there at Jeff Elder BGW. Until next time, continue to do business God's way. Thank you.